Welcome to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Main, awesome wife and dog mom for life. I'm a sex therapist turned sex coach, and I run a successful business selling relationship enhancement products. I absolutely love talking about all things sex. So you can expect this podcast to explore all things related to women's sexual health because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you discover and embrace what brings you pleasure so that you can own your sexual self. If that sounds good to you, then keep listening and let's fucking do this. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you so much for coming on to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm just so thrilled that our paths have collided. I think people will see the title of this uh, podcast and be like, wait, what does this have to do with sex? But I think it's more mushrooms are more of like that personal development journey. And we might in this episode talk about some mushroom sex. I don't know that could come up. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. But um, yeah, thanks again. As I said, like the way our paths collided, there was multiple people that were telling me about the things that you were offering, like sound, sound therapy sound bowl healing and the art things that you do with psychedelics and then coming to your women's circle just a few months ago like that was such a magical experience so thank you for being in the mushroom world and providing this service and and products to people I just think it's truly amazing thank you yes I um I really you know the path I've gotten to get here you know if you had asked me 10 years ago it would have been such a surprise, but uh, I guess everything I've done um, has just kind of landed me here, you know. <laughs> and there was there was no other way. So I'm really um, really honored to be able to give voice to this medicine and advocate for it. And uh, you know, my mission is accessibility and education. So anything I can do in service to the mission, I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And we need more people, I think, in the world um, that do this. And it's it's funny that you say, you know, like you said, if you look back, you would have never imagined this. I relate so much to that and into the work that I do. But it's it's as if we just continue listening to the universe and continue getting the signs and picking up on the downloads that's coming in um, and, and reacting, right, and a- taking action towards those things. It's like we just land up exactly where we're supposed to be in the world. Um, which again, for you in this, in this plant medicine, I'm really excited. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you, how you first discovered the world of, of psychedelics or psilocybin? Um, yeah, like just share with us your, your journey, your start. Well, I guess, where to start? Um, well, I think, you know, cannabis is kind of, has forever been touted as the gateway drug, right? And for me, it was in ways. Um, I was a gymnast for a long time and had a lot of uh, injuries as a result of my practice. And, um, you know, as a teenager, I was on all different kinds of pharmaceuticals to manage my injuries and symptoms and um it was after I, I started getting into yoga and trying to searching for a more holistic way to manage my pain and that I was introduced to cannabis. And uh, along that journey, uh, you know, I I guess I don't do anything halfway, you know. <laughs> uh, 
And um, I started learning how to grow my own cannabis. And um, it was really important for me to do it um, truly naturally and to really honor that it is a plant. It comes from the earth and in a world of chemicals and hot fields and all of these things, it was important for me to kind of do it in a natural way. So I started growing cannabis using natural uh, and living soil. So I started learning everything I could about healthy soil and mycelial networks and fungal networks and started accidentally growing mushrooms in my <laughs> And um, from that, I just got uh, kind of obsessed and went down the, the mushroom rabbit hole and started growing all different kinds of mushrooms, um, edible and medicinal and psilocybin. And that was really where uh, I was in grad school at, at this point and started turning my lens of public health on psychedelics and medicine as treatment. And I ended up writing my thesis on using psychedelics for addiction um, and depression, anxiety, depression, and trauma. And I conducted a survey, surveying people who were using the psychedelics effectively as a treatment for their addiction. And um, the main barriers were access and stigma. Hmm. So from there, it really became my mission um, to provide accessibility and education. And that's kind of how how all of this came about, I suppose. Um, I am also a massage therapist and yoga teacher and um, personal trainer and using, um, you know, the temple of our bodies as a sacred space to move through this human experience. Um, it, it's really important to me that connection to my body, you know, being a gymnast for a long time and um, after so much injury and pain, I was really disconnected to it. Yeah. Psychedelics and mushrooms, particularly, were what brought me back to connection with my body. And um, yeah, so that's kind of mm. kind of how I hear it. Just kind of all came together. Yeah, that is incredible. I love how you said I accidentally started growing mushrooms in your weed plants. <laughs> that is so, that is just so wild. And I know in doing my own research, as you said, there's all sorts of different kinds of mushrooms, right? And um, it's fascinating to me that you, I, you know, obviously follow you on Instagram and stuff and you see your pictures are like, this is this mushroom, this is this mushroom. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I just take what you give me <laughs> and trust you. But I, in just the fact that you are, you're just like this whole holistic approach to it, right? You, and you mentioned the accessibility. I remember when I wanted to start my, uh, yeah, microdosing, I was like, where do I even find these, right? Like who, how am I going to get these to the point where I can take them every day or at least most days of the week? Um, and it took me a few microdosing experiences to really find something that worked well for me. But yeah, it's like, how do you find somebody that you trust? How do you know it's not going to be laced with something else? How do you know it's 
you're getting actually what you think you're getting, you know, and then you're right, the stigma I've been, I would say doing my whole mushroom journey stuff now for, I want to say it'll be two years. No, it'll be one year. It'll be one year, not two, um, one year in September. And, um, it's just, it, it is crazy when I tell people, you know, I take mushrooms every day now. I microdose every day. I've completely got off any, um, meds that the doctor have, have prescribed me. I was prescribed Xanax for anxiety. I would take that as needed. I have another friend that has been on Lexapro that is now weaning off of Lexapro because she has replaced with microdosing with your, with your supplements that you create. Um, and it's just, it, it is, it's the looks that we get. Like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, what do you mean you take mushrooms every day and what, um, like why exactly? So can you, can you share with us, um, you know, the, the ones that come up for me is like lion's mane and reishi. And, um, those are the two that I'm thinking, turkey tail, you know, those, those sorts of mushrooms that you can essentially find in like a whole foods, right? I can order them off Amazon if I wanted to. Why would somebody want to take those things on a daily basis? So that's a great question, and it's really important to kind of recognize that there are different types of mushrooms and that they have been used um, for millennia in Chinese medicine and indigenous cultures that um, have this deep relationship with the earth and all of her medicine. And um, there are so many different mushrooms that have an abundance of um, medicinal properties that Western medicine is only just now kind of starting to turn its gates to. Mm. And so a lot of mushrooms actually have epigenic properties, meaning the more that you use them, the more they kind of regulate that system. So um, like the ones that you mentioned, lion's mane, for example, is in clinical trial right now for Alzheimer's um, prevention and mitigation. Um, it helps repair the myelin sheath of neurons, so neurological diseases and nerve damage. Um, that's one that has helped me both the nerve damage in my body as well as cognitive function, mm. brain function, and memory. Um, I was on a regimen of lion's in grad school. So there, there are so many health from mushrooms. Um, I would say the caveat is that um, psilocybin isn't something necessarily that we would take every day. Mm -hmm. It's important to give your brain um, integration time as well. Mm -hmm. So people might microdose um, once every three days or every other day or a few days on and a few days off, uh, whatever that whatever your protocol is, whatever regimen that you're going to use for microdosing, it is important to make sure that you're getting some off days in there, some integration days. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you said that. And for people that are listening that aren't sure exactly what psilocybin is, can you tell us what that is, what that means? Yeah, psilocybin is uh, the compound in the mushrooms that make them magic. Uh, there are <laughs> thousands of varieties um, so far and um, it's naturally occurring and essentially uh, you know psilocybin binds to the serotonin receptors in our brain mostly located in the prefrontal cortex and 
the mechanism of action is um, depressing activity in the default mode network, which is the filter through which we experience our everyday life, our belief systems, habits, perceptions, um, the ego lives here, sense of identity itself. And through the suppression of the default mode network, it allows different parts of the brain that don't normally communicate to communicate to each other. Hmm. So it's creating new neuronal connections and new neuronal pathways, um, helping with that neuroplasticity as well. So, um, you know, and this in higher doses is what we, where we get our psychedelic effect. Yes. Yeah. The fun, the, the mostly fun stuff. <laughs> um, I'm sure we can share a few stories about, about, you know, mushroom trips and whatnot. But so just to, just to clarify. So somebody that is wanting to microdose, they would not necessarily take psilocybin, aka magic mushroom every single day. They would do the, the other ones, such as your Thrive blend that you sell in your store. We'll make sure to get the link to that because, um, I have recommended several friends to it that are loving it. Um, and, I truly think everybody needs to try this, especially after listening to this episode. You're probably going to be a little more curious. Um, but yeah, so the, so the Thrive Blend essentially, or the other one you have is Restore, correct? Is the two in, in your shop? Uh, there's three. So I have Thrive, which is a combination of Lion's Mane, Cordyceps, Chaga, Reishi, Tremella, and Turkey Tail. And then I also have a blend called Focus that's going to be more mentally and physically stimulating. That's going to be a blend of Lion's Mane, Chaga, and Cordyceps. And then a blend called Restore, which is Reishi, Turkey Tail, and Turbana. And that's going to be a little more calming to the nervous system and uh, just um, overall kind of rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I do the, the thrive blend. I remember looking on the website and I'm like, well, this one has all of the mushrooms in it. So I'm going to go with this one. I want all the, all of the benefits I can. Um, so that's, I think I'm on my third, third month now, um, taking that. And again, it's been, I'm obsessed. Um, so, so those you would take every single day. And then if you're wanting to microdose with psilocybin, uh, just a few days, when I was dabbling in the psilocybin, uh, microdosing, I was doing four days on, three days off. I believe it was a Stamets protocol. Um, again, couldn't really find something that worked well for me, but if somebody were to be microdosing, um, in a more like of a daily use, how, how many, I know it's less than a gram. So how many, how, how much would you recommend somebody taking in that? stands? Uh, so microdose is anywhere from 0.05 to 0.25 grams. So this keeps it small and subperceptual, meaning it's below the threshold of our awareness. So it's not going to make you high, not going to make you trip at all. You can still uh, work and parent and do your daily life activities um, you know, without any distortion to your sense perception. Um, you might notice elevated mood, deepened presence, just kind of that, um, uh, that space between stimulus and response, really. Mm-hmm. Um, just that, that, um, opportunity to really be in your life mm-hmm. and in your environment without that judgmental and analytical mind 
microdose. Mm. Um, in a, in a good place to start with microdosing might be one day on and two days off. This is referred to as the Fatman protocol. And I like to recommend it because it's a really beautiful place to start. Um, and to build a relationship with the medicine. It really allows you to witness and observe what it does for you, how it works for you, um, in your, in your life. And once you kind of pair that with your intention and observe how it makes you feel and what it does for you, then you can change your dose and your frequency based on that. Uh, so the one day on, two days off protocol really allows you to experience the full arc of the medicine of its lifetime within your body. You know, your dose day, um, the second day where the psilocybin is still active on the brain chemistry, and then your third day, which is kind of a return to homeostasis. Um, and again, it's very subtle, so it's not like a come up or a come down, but it just gives you enough time to kind of observe in this space to see what that difference might be for you so then you can bring your intentionality into it and build that relationship with the medicine in a way that is beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, good. So I'm glad you covered micro microdosing stuff. And if someone is wanting to do like a mushroom trip, how how much would you recommend and what other important things would you recommend for them to incorporate um, if they were wanting to do a, like a mushroom trip? Um, well, so it depends, I would say, a lot on, you know, your experience and your comfortability with the expanded state of consciousness and awareness. Um, you can definitely work your way up from microdosing, uh, but I would say one of the most important things for those high dose experience where, you know, you're in your stereotypical um, psychedelic experience is that you have someone trusted and safe um, with you just to kind of be a tether for you uh, and to hold that space for you. Um, there's a few other things that um, can help make the experience. I would say intention is also one of the most important things. You know, getting some clarity on your why, what you're looking for that can help manage and navigate your experience and whatever might come up for you. Um, also, you know, the set and setting are really important. Your mindset, um, meaning, you know, what you're, what you're carrying with you going in, uh, and your ability to kind of your willingness to do whatever comes up for you. And the setting that you're in. Uh, I hear all the time that people have had bad trips. Um, you know, they did ten grams at a concert and it was horrible and I'm like, Yes, I no bet it was no wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so the people that you're with, the environment that you're in is, is really important um, to your experience. So choose that very intentionally. And um, I think the, the main shift of mindset from this is for fun to this is medicine. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think all use can be medicinal. Um, we just have to be ready. Yeah, I I think that's a really important uh, distinction to make. And again, like the people that I've shared with that I've had mushrooms are like, oh, you're a druggie now or, you know, all these things. And I was like, no, not at all. Like I do it, as I was saying before we started recording, when my husband and I do trips at home together, it's very intentional. You know, we unplug for the day. We, we fast for some time before. We're setting intentions. We're saging. We're journaling. You know, we're just really having that space to connect and allow what it's going to happen, you know, whatever needs to come through to come through. And, you know, it, when I talk with friends, they're like, yeah, I've done mushrooms before. I'm like, oh, how much? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I just like ate a handful at a concert. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you don't even, I don't like that distresses my like anal brain out, like to not measure. I have my little scale and now I get the capsules from you. So I know exactly like how much is in each thing, but my God, to just take that would scare the shit out of me. And then, yeah, to be at a, I've never, I've been outside. It sounds so crazy. My very first mushroom trip, it was at a a retreat. So it was like a guided thing. And we did go outside for a walk. We were, you know, on this property, no other people or anything around. It was just the three of us. And it was good. But for me to really feel into the, into the psychedelics, it is in that space where I'm, I am still. So most of my mushroom trip looks like me curled up on a couch, like in the fuzziest, warmest, coziest blankets you could ever imagine. And I'm just there, like in my little cocoon, just on my little mushroom journey for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) So yeah, but they they say making that net is really important you know and then you have the freedom to to move and express you know move if you need to um but you know this is really a journey inward and mm-hmm. anything like you said the soft blanket gentle music the, you know just being able to turn inward and you know stay on that inward journey is, is really important and how you said about you know, creating the space, all of that goes into the preparation mm-hmm. and getting your your mind, body, and soul all in aligned uh, for this for this practice. Um, and then on the other side of your experience is integration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great that you know psilocybin or psychedelics have changed your life, that they show you new perspectives, that they open you up. So tell me how, you know, how are you bringing that into your everyday life? How are you changing? How are you evolving because of that? Mm-hmm. And that's part of the work of integration and uh, making meaning of your experience, processing it, and uh, bringing it into tangibility into your life. Yeah, I think that's very, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. That's something that I think that I personally lack a bit um we we usually talk about our trip afterwards like what came up but I think taking it that step further of again when you're on the other side like you said when you're out of the trip and really talking through how you're going to implement that into your life because just thinking back to the things that have came up for me during trips yeah you're right it's it's great I'm so happy that I've had those realizations and whatnot but yeah what what am I doing to integrate that's now I'm over here. You can tell my brain is like signing up <laughs> as we're planning to do a trip. No, like this is this is the this is really the work of the medicine, mm-hmm. right? It's great when we get to have these experiences, and I believe that they can change the world, and that this is what we need right now to open our hearts and our minds and connect back to nature and connect 
um, to each other and get new perspective on where we are, but what happens when we have, you know, an amazing psychedelic experience over the weekend and then we go back to our job on Monday? Mm-hmm. How are we, how are we shifting our own um, behavior in our daily life to come back into alignment with what we've learned mm-hmm. and what we've experienced? Yeah. And this is something that you actually offer to people. I know that you are in um, Ferndale, Michigan, so somebody listening might not be local to you, but you offer assisted psychedelic experiences for people. And so as you were mentioning, you recommend them having that that guide there throughout. You are that person for many people. Yes, it is truly a great privilege and an honor to be able to hold space and to help people navigate and manage their experience to be that that safe place for them to remind them that they're not alone to encourage them to surrender whatever it may be uh, just to make sure all of their needs are met and to hold them and make sure that they know that their their physical container mm. is safe mm-hmm. uh, they, they maybe leave it you know and they enter this expanded state of awareness and um, that's really profound for a lot of people and the trust that is given uh, is just remarkable and it's, it's such a beautiful example of reciprocity. I, I gain so much from um, being in this position and holding space and it I give a lot too, and it's just a beautiful connection. And um, yeah, I love I love to to again just make it available for people and to make it for them inaccessible. If if their path leads this way, I want to make sure that they they have access to it and that they can see what they do. I also really think that really powerful and profound shifts happen in, in small ways. So I love microdosing at the media. I offer a lot of different microdosing events as well, more community-based, like microdosing sample meditations and women's events and integration time and just really building this community around it. How it's been done for thousands of years. Um, our ancestors from all over come together in community to heal and to imbibe with basic plants. Mm. Yeah. It's just such an honor to be able to allow that to take place in today's world. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and on top of that, you know, again, for people that were not local to your website, you offer tons of resources on there, information and articles and blogs about, about plant medicine, which I definitely appreciate being able to read through those. Even when you, you know, you go to purchase your supplements and things, you have the breakdown of what each of those, each of the mushrooms in that supplement is going to do and help for somebody. So it's, and you, I love that you just, you break it down in such a simple way for people to read. Um, I remember very early on in my journey before my mushroom trip, I watched, um, the, the Netflix documentary. Oh my gosh. Now I'm not going to be able to think of the name. What? Oh my. 
yes, fantastic fungi. I'm like, how can I not remember this? So that's what I watched. That's what my coach had me watch before I was coming to do this trip. And then recently Netflix put out that docu-series on how to change your mind and they cover psilocybin, MDMA, and a few other psychedelics on there. So I believe, I believe the world is, is catching on slowly but surely about all the amazingness that this, this has to offer to people and do you, do you feel that in our lifetime we will see a day where psychedelics are legal here? Um, absolutely. And it's been really interesting to watch the shift um, happen, you know, being in this space of cannabis and watching that go through its legalization here in Michigan. And on that, and I would like to offer decriminalized nature as another resource for people because it's not... What's important isn't legalization. Mm-hmm. What's important is decriminalization. Legalization means there's allowed to be a profit model. Means uh, corporations can get involved, big money, and it further limits the people who, um, you know, the minorities, the the poor, the indigenous communities, um, through a legalization process. Um, all of those models that we built around campus are going to end up limiting this space as well. So it's important that we decriminalize this um, to allow equitable access for everybody. You know, this is these are entheogenic plants. These are Mother Nature's gifts, and they should not be attacked. Mm-hmm. So starting decriminalization. Um, and not allowing this to turn into cannabis point two. Yeah, that's a, that is a great, um, yeah, great point. I didn't, didn't, wouldn't even have thought of that. So thank you for, for bringing that. Um, so yeah, as we're nearing the end here, what, how, how can people find you? How can, how do you prefer for people to contact you, get to your website, order your things, attend your events? What's, what's the best way? Sure. Um, we've got a lot of different things going on. Um, wellness health is my personal Instagram and awaken body, mind, soul is, um, where I offer my massage and coaching, psychedelic support, and then all of my, um, medicinal mushroom, uh, supplements and store can be found at magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll make sure to link all of those things into the show notes for people. Uh, because again, this is something that I think people, people need to experience at least, at least give it a try just to see how it, it does affect you and changes, changes your life, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, you know, it may not be for everybody, but for the people who are interested and, um, who can benefit from, which we're learning that can be a lot of us. Um, again, it should be safe and available and it should be resources. Mm-hmm. So, um, if there's any way that I can support, um, your relationship to this medicine, um, just with education on my website, I follow the research articles that I come across, um, anything I can to help bridge that gap. That's my, my mission. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for coming on, for sharing information with everybody that's listening to this. 
Um, again, thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate your time and uh, I cannot wait to attend another event of yours coming up sometime soon. <laughs> Likewise, Rachel, thank you for being a part of this community and bringing your intentionality and your, your respect to this space. Okay. I witnessed that and honor it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. And if you loved it so fucking much, be sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see you next week. And until then, keep owning your sexual self.